listening to Spooky Bits and Scary Pieces. This is your host, Jedediah Gravesmore. I hope you enjoy our stories. The wind, the wind, it brings me along on this journey into the Terrorlands. Chapter 3 continues the story. Ben seems to have found a savior, someone who wants to help him escape the anger and madness of his father. But fate can lead you down paths you never thought you would walk, and Ben has no understanding of the forces that are working to change things around him. As the ivy bulb spreads through his system and he endures the pain, will he be strong enough to face an uncertain future? Join me, Jedediah Gravesmore, as I bring you more tales from the Terror Lands of Aznakan. Meeklock pulled at the bolt. It slid out of his arm with a sickening, squelching sound as blood spurted out of the open wound. He muttered some words over the bloody hole, but it wouldn't heal. Find the scum and end this, he hissed at the small troll. With big eyes searching the area, trying to find out where the bolt came from, the troll pulled out his knife and crouched low to the ground, sniffing at the air. But before it could find the direction it came from, another one whistled through the night, sinking into its skull. It fell down dead, its body half in, half out of the Terrorlands. The voice of the scout rang through the night. It seemed to come from all directions. Meeklock, you need to end this madness. Too many have already suffered and died. You have lost perspective. You would send your own son into the Terrorlands with no protection? You would torture men and women whose only thought is their loyalty to you? A man like you can never rule. You will never win the honor and become High King. King Scout, hissed the wizard. I'll be more than that. I will be a god. I will surpass the ancients in power and knowledge and rule this world. I have discovered more of their secrets than any in power before me. Those on the field, they volunteered. They know what they'll become and will worship me for it. Why would a god concern himself with a worthless thing like my son? You're a fool, wizard. Your son is more than you'll ever let him realize. And you've only seen a fraction of the mysteries of the Terrorlands compared to me. You have no real understanding of the forces you're dealing with. I've seen how the ancients destroyed themselves. You will end up destroying yourself and take the world with you. 
You must know what they did. Have you never traveled to the Terrorlands yourself? Why should I, when they are scum like you to do it for me? Oh, I see. You're a coward. I have no choice but to end you, wizard. Ben crawled under the wagon, the pain increasing with every heartbeat, his broken wrist making it hard to move his arm. The toxin from the ivy volb spread throughout his body. It was working faster than expected. Another wave of pain hit, and he curled into the fetal position. He began to think he would die under that wagon. He could see where the troll had fallen. A single wraith was standing over it. It stared at Ben. The troll's eyeballs hung down from the race hand. With the other hand, it beckoned to Ben to come join the troll. Ben heard two more bolts sink into the wood of the wagon. Show yourself, Scout! Meeklock's voice had a tremor to it. Whatever those bolts were made out of, it hurt his father more than Ben had ever seen. I'm not that stupid wizard. I know your power, and I know how to hurt you. I'm fine where I am. A crackling sound hit the night as the wizard sent a blast of electric energy in an arc across the field, where any living thing in its wake would surely die. Not that easy, wizard. Two more bolts whizzed through the air. Ben could hear Meeklock wheeze and grunt as he dodged the attack. He tried to stay still, but his body began to shake. He moaned in pain as his father and the scout continued to fight. The mystery voice spoke to him. Try to get up in the wagon. The wizard doesn't want to lose what's in it. You'll be safe here. Ben moved. His body jerked on its own. He struggled to find the strength to move to take back control of his own body. The more he tried, the more it caught him off guard. Small movements, moans of pain. He started to make it out of the wagon. Another wave of pain. So many wrecked his body. He bit down on his tongue and blood filled his mouth. He managed to roll over on his stomach and spat it out. The voice kept telling him to get in the wagon. It was getting harder to focus. He slowly got to his feet, shaking like a leaf in the wind. Reaching up with his good arm, he grabbed the side of the wagon. A bolt sunk into the wood next to his hand. Slowly, he pulled himself up and managed to slump across the wagon, exposing himself to the attack. But the pain was too much. He couldn't move. The voice kept telling him over and over to get into the wagon. The things in the bag hissed along with the voice. Meeklock was throwing wave after wave of lightning magic, trying to end the scout. But she was too clever to be caught. Years of entering the Terrorlands had taught her skills that the wizard never had faced before. The scout's voice seemed to come from everywhere. In this Meeklock, Sooner or later, I will hit you in your heart. Your only other option is to, to surrender and go into the Terrorlands. I'm too important to this world to go into the Terrorlands. 
Now show yourself, coward. Meeklock was shrieking in rage by now, throwing wave after wave of magic in all directions in frustration. The only coward here is you, wizard. As powerful as you think you are, you can't keep this up. Not your power is getting weaker. I will soon end this. Oh, you think I grow weak? I will show you the true power of a master wizard scout. The wizard slammed a fist into the ground, sending a shockwave out. The ground moved like water. The scout tripped as she ran, exposing herself to the wizard's attack. Meeklock shouted in triumph and sent another shockwave into the ground. But this last one was too powerful. The wagon was picked up as the ground rolled in all directions like a wave on the ocean. It began to slide closer and closer to the void. The body of the troll was tossed farther into the terrorlands. The wagon toppled on its side, pinning Ben beneath it. Everything shook as the wagon inched closer and closer to the veil. Ben was helpless to get away, and the wagon slipped into the terrorlands. The weak earth gave away, and Ben, trapped under the wagon, slid down a slope, moving deeper into the toxic land. The bags began to fall out as more rocks and dirt gave way. It was an avalanche that picked up speed. Ben was choking on dirt as it filled his mouth. His bones snapped and skin was torn. He wished for an end to this all. Something smashed into the wagon and it exploded into pieces. He continued to slide down the steep slope. The severed head rolled next to Ben, broken and bloody body. The hissing bag, so important to Meeklock, rolled down next to him. When they finally hit bottom, they were half covered in dirt. Ben was sure he was dying. He felt a strange sensation all around his broken body. Some of the bags had opened. The contents had spilled out. It was more severed heads. They were alive. The ones that were close enough and could get to him were biting at him, trying to tear at his broken body. A strange buzzing sound was heard as the wraiths finally made their way over to Ben. They came into view and moved the heads away from him. Soon all Ben could see is the strange eyes of the wraiths staring down at him. Ben closed his eyes, giving in to the pain, and soon, darkness. A sound. Crickets? One cricket. Then humming. The dark became a gray light, then blue, then bright yellow, as Ben slowly opened his eyes. Where was he? How was he alive? It was hard to move, but he could still do it. 
It had to have been magic. Did someone give him the cure for the ivy bulb? Father, he must have come into the Terrorlands and saved him. He lifted his head. This was not like any tent he had been in before. A mask like one from the scout had been fitted over his mouth. A faint buzzing sound could be heard outside of the tent. His mind flashed back to the last thing he remembered. The teeth of the disembodied heads gnawing on his body and the race coming into view. Oh, no. He must be with the race. But why was he still alive? Images of felt torn to pieces came to his mind. The eyes of the troll hanging from the hand of the wraith as it beckoned for Ben to come into the Terrorlands. The buzzing humming sound got louder. Ben quickly shut his eyes. He could feel the wraith standing over him, whispering to itself. A cold hand touched his arm. Ben wanted to move away from that cold hand, but didn't dare move. He felt a slight tug on his hand, and soon a warm numbness began to spread up his body. Soon, involuntarily, his eyes opened. His whole body was numb now, and he was unable to move. The wraith was standing, staring down at him, its hood concealing its face. Its eyes glowed yellow like two small torches, glaring back in the back of a cave. Ben couldn't move. The wraith had a small knife, the same kind used on felts. It moved close to Ben's eye, then moved out of his field of vision. The cold hand of the wraith moved, his head to the side. Another wraith was walking by, holding a leg that had been cut below the knee. Was it his leg? Ben's heart began to pound harder. The wraith turned his head up again, peering into his eyes, getting closer and closer to his face. There was a faint odor of meat starting to go bad coming from the hood. If he was able to move, he would have pushed away at the wraith. After a long stare, it backed away. Ben's heart pounding wondering if his leg was the one he saw, wondering if any other body parts had been taken from him. A tear ran down Ben's cheek. He was so frustrated. Unable to move, obviously, in the Terrorlands, and trapped by the race, as they slowly cut his body into pieces. But why? Why slowly? He saw how they tore Phelps apart in a matter of seconds. Why are they moving so slowly with him? The cricket continued to chirp. Ben began to get drowsy. He tried to fight it, but soon he started to drift off into a troubled sleep, feeling in his heart that he wouldn't be waking up this time. A voice brought Ben back awake from a dreamless sleep. It was familiar. Someone he had heard before. 
The scout. She was here too? Talking to someone. No, fighting. Arguing with the race? You can't keep him here. That was not part of the deal. But he can save us. 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 You don't know that for sure. You've got his blood. That should be enough. But we need more. More. Liver. 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 No. I. 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 That's not why he's here. But save, save us. He has given enough. It's time for us to go. You go, he stay. Yes, he stays, but not here. I won't have you experimenting on him. I will bring you what you ask for, but he has to be let go. What was going on? The scout talked like she knew them. Were they talking about him? Ben sat up slowly, looking around. He was in the same tent. A strange rope attached to a bag ran down his arm under a small bandage. He was naked except for a thin cover. The cricket was still chirping. More thin ropes were attached to his chest, running into a strange white box. The cricket seemed to be in this box. Ben moved his legs and almost cried out in relief. He still had them. He wrapped a thin blanket around his body, stepping onto the cold floor of this strange white tent. He could still hear the scout and the race arguing. He pulled at the rope, stuck in his arm. It stung as he tried to pull it out. Removing the bandage, he saw that the race had stuck it in his arm by sliding a thin needle into his skin. He pulled it out, feeling a little twinge of pain. Pain. He was no longer in extreme pain. The ivy bulb toxin was out of his system. The race healed him. But why? How did the scout know them well enough to talk to them without them tearing her apart? Ben had to get out of there and back to his father. There had to be a way to get him to forgive him. Deep down, Ben knew that how his father treated him wasn't right. But he was still his father, the only one he'd ever known. A moment of anger welled up in Ben. Part of him, a small part, didn't want to go back to Meeklok at all. At times he felt this way, and something in his, in his mind pulled him back, reminding him of how loyal he was to the wizard. He inched his way over to the opening of the tent, hoping not to get caught. He had trouble walking. The muscles in his leg didn't seem to want to cooperate with him. He wobbled and shook, bringing himself down to his knees twice. The cold ground of the tent felt hard and not giving to his bare feet. He reached out, feeling the mask on his face, making sure it was going to stay there. 
he knew he would need it to breathe. The wraiths seemed to want to keep him alive for now, but that could change. And he was beginning to think that the scout was with them. Should he try to find her? He was thinking it would be better if he was on his own, just in case. She seemed just too familiar with the race. It all seemed so confusing, a battle raging in his head. She saved him twice, only to give him over to the race? He racked his brain, trying to think of something to help get him out of here. He started to panic a little bit, but he started taking deep breaths through the mask to calm himself down. Then slowly, he started to make a plan in his head. First, he needed some clothes. Then he needed to get out of this place and hope he can make it back to his father's campsite. He was alive. His body was healed. He felt lucky and grateful for that. But he didn't know how long his luck would last. It had to run out sometime. He knew it would be difficult to get home. But he had no idea just how difficult it was going to be. the race and scout to make it back to his father. Will he be able to endure until he can escape the Terrorlands? And just what deal did this scout make with the race? The answer is still on the wind, still being told to me. Join me next time as I bring you more tales from the Terror Lands. This is Jedediah Gravesmore, signing off for now. I must continue my walk down paths that lead me to his tales.